Hey, I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. And this is Forward Farming. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Forward Farming. Today, you're stuck with Becca, me and my lonesome. Um, I've never done a solo episode before, so wish me luck that I can talk to myself for a while because it's weird. I was going to record this on my uh, voice memo thing on my phone, um, and I I did it like once, and I just I I couldn't speak to myself. So now I'm watching myself on Zoom, which is also quite weird. I'm hoping that uh, you know maybe it, maybe it flows. So uh, tonight I am going to kind of talk about. Um, Jack's birth. Um, I'll probably touch on Sophie and Joe too, just because everything's, you know, it's a lot different. Um, so I can speak on a few different instances. Um, and then, yeah, I got some great questions that I can answer. But before I get into that, I'll do some highs and lows for the week. Um, so my high for the week, it is Thursday that I'm recording this. And we finally saw sunshine today, which is super exciting. It has been rainy and cloudy for uh, probably the past week, which you kind of hate to like bitch about it because, you know, over the summer, all we wanted was rain <laughs> and we didn't get it. So um, it was really nice to see the sunshine today. And... Okay, I'm back. I <laughs> just took about a half hour break there to feed Jackson. So I feel like I just talked about my high. Um, hopefully I was done talking about it. I don't know. But we're going to switch gears and go to a low. Um, a low besides the rain, which I'd still like to complain about. Um, I, oh man, I've been a target of vegans today. Like I posted a real... Oh, a few days ago about bull calves. Uh, it's it's a big misconception that dairy farmers kill bull calves when they're born. And that's simply not true. So um, my reel, I thought it was funny, cute, clever, whatever. And I explained in the reel um, kind of the different avenues that bull calves go to. I never like claimed that they, you know, live forever and live happily ever after or whatever. I just explained that, you know, they usually go to the beef industry or they can become veal. Um, and then a select few become breeding bulls. So, you know, open and transparent, like I usually am. And at first the comments were, were nice, I think, cause it was, you know, getting shown to like my friends on Instagram. Uh, but then the vegans found it and, and you know, what are you going to do about it? Uh, I responded to some of them because I, I was feeling snarky, um, but a lot of them now are just, they're getting absolutely just rude. So um, I don't know, for the most part, I've been deleting them now because I just, I'm not in the right mind space for that. I, I really gotta be. Um, but I did have one comment that kind of solidified, I guess, why I keep sharing things like that. Um, when I, when I post them, I know it's a matter of time before vegans find them. Um, that's just, I don't know. That's how it goes. Um, but one person commented, I appreciate your honesty and education. Both are valuable and it shows integrity. And that 
that felt good in my heart because it's obviously not easy to get criticized uh, for sharing things like that. But that was nice that at least some people can kind of see through the bull crap. And yeah. Okay. So that was my low. Moving on. Um, goals. I, I really, I don't, I, I wrote down my high and low so that I wouldn't sound like this, but I, I'm not really sure what my goals are. Um, oh, I am. I started reading a new book uh, a few days ago. It's called The High Five Habit by Mel Robbins. I started reading it because um, last week I talked about, or I guess two weeks ago now, talked about doing the You Do You 82 challenge. Uh, and some of the girls in that group have started to read that book. So I have never been a reader I've always wished I was I I don't know I just I think if I could have like a few minutes of silence rather than scrolling social media I would like to start reading so that is my intention with this book uh lately it's been like I put Jackson to bed and then I just take five ten minutes to myself and read kind of in the dark (laughs) before I go to bed because the kids think I'm sleeping so that works out but uh, it's just a little bit of me time, I guess. So I'm hoping I can get more of that book read. I think they already started talking about it today and I'm, I'm not as caught up as I need to be, but I'll get through it eventually. I read the first chapter and it was fantastic. So if you're looking for a new book to read, kind of like a motivational book, uh, check out The High Five Habit by Mel Robbins. Um, okay. So I've got the intro done. I don't know how long I've been talking, probably like two minutes, but that's okay. Um, Let's talk about babies. So I guess I'll go over Sophia and Joe really quick, just because I don't know. First birth, I think is always like the hardest, it seems like, or the longest too. Uh, Sophia was 39 weeks when I went into labor. And I remember I was milking that morning and I kind of started timing my contractions Um, I wasn't really sure like if they were actual contractions, but they were coming pretty regularly. So I'm like, oh, I'll start timing them. Uh, Milking got done. I started driving home. And as I started driving home, I think that's when active labor started because I almost had a bowl where they they were hurting so bad. So I got home. I took a hot shower. Joey was actually napping on the couch because he was really sick. He had like a really bad cold. Uh, Took a shower. I tried laying down for a little bit and they, they weren't going away. They were really sporadic but they were really really strong and I remember I called my mom I'm like mom if this is not labor I do not want to know what labor is so uh, I called my doctor and he was like let's why don't you just come on in like I know they're not super close together you know come on in we'll check you out so I went in and uh, he did his exam or whatever he's like yeah you're in labor so we went up to uh, OB and I don't remember all too much about it. This is a long time ago, but basically um, it that was like three in the afternoon. I think that I went to the doctor and she was not born till the next morning. So it was a pretty long labor. Um, I had an epidural. It was amazing. Um, and then when it came time for pushing, she, I think she had a hold of her cord because her heart rate would drop every time I pushed. Uh, so they used the, uh, forceps to get her out but it was you know once I started pushing it was only a couple contractions and she was out so she was a fairly easy one it was a very long recovery I remember I think because I tore and it just 
I remember I, I couldn't lay down for like a couple of weeks. Like it just, it hurt to lay down. Um, so that was interesting. Uh, and then with Joe, he was born at 37 and a half weeks. I want to say just before 38 weeks. Um, and with him, uh, I didn't really like, I don't know the, the day that he was born, we got up, we went grocery shopping. And as we were walking around the store, I could kind of feel like the contractions were getting a little bit stronger. And I joked with Joey, I'm like, Oh, maybe I'll have a baby today. And, um, by the end of that trip, I was timing them, I think just, just to dime them. And then we got home, we made a, a wonderful steak and potato dinner, which I do not recommend doing if you think you're going into labor, because it was a very heavy meal. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to think what time we went in with him. I honestly don't even remember. There's so many things about Joe that I like, I don't remember if it's just second child problems <laughs> or what it is. Sorry, Joe. I love you. <laughs> um, so I don't, we went in sometime late afternoon. Um, and when we got there, things kind of stalled out. I remember. So as we were waiting for the doctor to get there, since it was a weekend, uh, we had to wait for the on-call doctor. And so we were like walking around the hallway. And once I started walking, things like really picked up again. Um, so then we went back to the room, did the exam. Um, then it was time for the epidural and they placed it and it did not work. Like Joe was always very, very low down. Um, he, there was just always a ton of pressure on my pelvis and they think that his head was kind of like pinching or like cutting off, uh, the path that the anesthesia drugs needed to take. So, um, yeah, the epidural did not work with him. And I, I was kind of a baby about it. I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't mentally prepared, um, for that. So it was rough. Um, but it was, it was a really quick labor. He was born, oh gosh, I don't even remember what time, early, early night, not super late at night, pretty early night, maybe around 8 p.m. I should probably look at these things before I start talking so I sound like a better mother. Um, but yeah, it was not much pushing. Um, I think he was out in three or four contractions. And once he was out, I was like, oh, okay, that wasn't so bad. But like at the time it was, it was obviously really, uh, really hard. So there is Sophie and Joe. I have a crime baby again. So pause. All right, we're back in action. You know, this is kind of nice. I can just pause the recording and come back when, when I have a less chaotic time in my life. Um, okay. So first off, I should give a shout out to my mother-in-law because she's here watching the kids. <laughs> Otherwise, this would not be happening. I told Amber last week, I was like, oh, yeah, I can totally find, you know, like 40 minutes out of out of the day to record this podcast all by myself. And I have not had that time. I don't I don't know why. It's just it's been it's been busy at work and stuff. But OK, back to the stories. Jack, Jack, sweet Jack. Um, <laughs> he was one of my harder pregnancies. And I, I'm not sure, maybe, you know, maybe it's just age that that was the case. Um, because I was actually like the, 
I mean, I still worked a lot and fed calves the whole way through, but I learned my lessons from the other two pregnancies, like not to do certain things. So I didn't lift any calves when I was pregnant. Um, I kind of did the bare minimum lifting uh, bags of feed if I had to. A lot of the times I would just split it up into the buckets. That way, you know, I was only carrying 25 pounds rather than 50 pounds at a time. Um, like milk replacer bags, I tried to either have someone else do it or again, I would just split up the milk so I didn't have to lift the whole bag at once. So I definitely didn't have as many like back problems as, you know, with the other two. Um, but I, I was just, I was tired all the time. I just kind of felt crappy all the time. And I am sure too, that has to do with like chasing two toddlers around. You'll have that, I guess. <laughs> um, so it's a fairly uneventful pregnancy. Uh, the beginning obviously was the, the first 12 weeks of a pregnancy, especially if you've had a miscarriage are really tough. And I had a miscarriage before Sophia and Joe. So when I got pregnant, I just kind of had it in my mind that I was going to have another miscarriage because, you know, that's just what my body did. It would have a miscarriage and then it'd have a baby. Uh, so the first 12 weeks were a lot of, I don't want to say anxiety, but just, you know, every time you go to the bathroom, you're, you're expecting the worst to happen. So we made it through the first 12 weeks. That was great. Uh, and then after that, it was, it was smooth sailing. It was a very normal pregnancy. Uh, fast forward to around like 30 to 32 weeks ish, somewhere in the beginning uh, of the third trimester. And I started to freak myself out that I had a prolapse. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know why. Uh, but then I went to the doctor and I was like talking to her about it and she never checked. I sh probably should have had her check, but she was just, we were kind of talking about like swelling, like it might just kind of be swelling down there, whatever. So I didn't really think too much of it. Um, I noticed it more in the afternoon. Uh, and then like by morning time, I would feel normal again. I was like, oh, I must've just kind of overdid it the day before. I'll take it easy. Uh, then we will fast forward to probably 36 or 37 weeks. Uh, and it started to get worse. And, you know, here again, I'm thinking, okay, I'm just doing too much. I need to like slow down, uh, which I don't exactly know how to do. <laughs> uh, but then at 37 weeks, uh, we had a really long day at work and I got done with work and <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if my water had broke or if I had just peed a little bit. If you know, you know, right? Okay. So I called the the nurse just to talk to her and see what she thought. And she's like, you know, since uh, I had to get penicillin um, and an IV before I had the babies. So she's like, since you need the penicillin, why don't you come in and we'll, we'll check to make sure it wasn't your water. Um, you know, better be safe than sorry. So I'm like, okay. So I went in and um, at that point, the nurse was like, have you always had this prolapse? And I was like, what? <laughs> She's like, uh, yeah. And I was like, well, yes, for a while now. We, I just kind of thought it was like something swollen down there. So she called my OB up. And the first thing she said is interesting. And I'm like, interesting? Like, what? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> uh, so yeah, I was a first for her. She had never seen anything like that. Um, and 
Uh, yeah, not to go too much into it because it's, I don't know if it's this is too gross or too much TMI or whatever, but it went back in when it needed to, or like, you know, when you put it up, put it back in there. Um, and so she's like, okay, we'll just, um, she was going to reach out to, um, like a specialist to, to talk to them about it. And then, um, it was just one of those things where they wanted to make sure it was out of the way before the baby came. Um, so at that appointment, um, I was also having contractions. Oh, probably every five minutes for a while, uh, till I finally sat down and, and it kind of cooled off. And at that point, my doctor was like, you really need to slow down. Like, you know, you got to do this for yourself and for your, for your baby. (laughs) That was a hard pill to swallow. Um, so I thankfully had help feeding calves every shift that I was doing. Um, we had some other people trained just because, uh, it was one of those things we'd never, you know, you don't know when you're going to go into labor. Uh, so we kind of, I was already off the schedule. Like I was still going in every day, but I was off the schedule just, just so that the schedule was ready for when I was gone. So that was, that was nice. Um, so, oh, let's see. I, I think I only went in a day or two that week and it was just, it was very little stuff. I didn't actually feed calves. I wasn't lifting anything. I was kind of doing book work if I remember. Um, and I, I had false labor for about a week. It was, it was awful. I did not have false labor with the other two. I had Brax and Hicks, totally different. Um, so I think they call it pro, prodronal labor whatever it is it sucks (laughs) um so yeah that whole week was kind of just having contractions and being miserable and wanting to get the baby out (laughs) to put it lightly um so let's see here there was a one night that it was the night after I had been in the ER just to get checked or up in OB to get checked. And my contractions were like every three minutes. We were we were about to head to the hospital and I called and the, the nurse was like, well, just, can you just lay down for a little bit? Like, you know, with the doctor checking you out, um, it probably just kind of like irritated your body and kickstarted things, but just try laying down for a half hour and see if it stops. And I almost wish I would have like kept walking because I'm sure it wouldn't have stopped, <laughs> but I listened to her and I laid down and they went away. So then, uh, yeah, so I had a, um, from Tuesday to Sunday of, of the same thing. Like if I would walk too much, I'd get contractions, yada, yada, (coughs) excuse me. Um, so then Sunday night, um, let's see, Sunday night, I was kind of, I don't know, over the weekend, I remember I, I was feeling defeated. I was just like whatever. Okay. This baby's going to come when it's going to come. I'm going to stop thinking about it. Like just because I have a contraction doesn't mean I'm going to start labor. So Sunday night we went to bed, uh, and at about midnight, I woke up, uh, with really bad contractions and they were, uh, like every eight minutes or so, but they were pretty painful. I couldn't sleep through them. I'm like, okay. So I got up about one o'clock probably and hopped in the shower just because the warm water feels good. And after I got up and was in the shower, then they they were about like 
four minutes, I think, by the time I got out of the shower. And I sat down again, and they were getting worse and closer together. So I'm like, okay, it's go time. <laughs> um, so at this point, it's like two in the morning. And uh, we called my mother-in-law, uh, and she came over, and we headed for the hospital. Uh, and when I got there, I was dilated to a seven already. So at least like the, the week prior was not for nothing. I had that going for me. Um, and then uh, I remember they, they said I was a seven. And I remember looking at the nurse and I was like, I can still get an epidural, right? Because <laughs> I know like if you're like too far, they won't, they won't do it for you. So uh, that was, that was my main concern. Um, but she's like, no, yeah, we should be able to, um, you know, we'll just keep an eye on things. And they'd called the anesthesiologist right away and stuff. So she came um, and we got that put in. And oh, that was, that was amazing. It worked perfectly, like absolutely perfectly. Um, I'm all, I mean, if you want to have a, a natural birth, that is amazing. I feel like I can say I did that with Joe just because mine didn't work, but um, I guess I don't choose to do that. I don't have a very high pain tolerance and yeah, I just, I needed my epidural. So uh, let's see. So I had that. And then fun fact about epidurals. I, with Sophia, I got this as well. I get a lazy eye. Don't ask me why. It's something about like a nerve that one of your eye nerves or optic nerves like runs down far enough down that it like it hit it and then I had a, a lazy eye and it was one of those things that was is like just funny to look back on so anyways if you get a lazy eye during your epidural it's okay it's it's not normal but I mean it happened to me so it's okay um so things kind of stalled out for a little bit with Jack, um, we got a little bit of sleep. Well, I shouldn't say that. That came in a lot. I got a few short naps, I, I should say. Um, and then the next morning, oh, about 7.30 or 8, I think they checked me and I was I was ready to rock and roll. I, you know, I felt the pressure and I was like, okay, can you check me? I think it's, I think it's go time. Um, so Jack's birth was definitely the easiest of the three. Uh, I think I pushed three times all during one contraction and he, he was born. So that was really nice. Um, I feel guilty even saying that because I know how long Amber and a lot of other people uh, have pushed. So thankfully, I mean, with all three of my kids, I did not have to push very much. Sorry, I've got a dry throat from talking so much and I keep drinking. Oh, I don't know how people do this like all the time. Okay. So yeah, Jackson was born and he he was perfect. Everything about him was perfect. Um, he is definitely my most challenging baby. <laughs> He's 13 weeks now. Uh, he just turned two months on Tuesday. Uh, he was a little bit colicky. He's getting better though. And he's finally doing some good uh, night sleeps now. He usually goes to bed about seven and then past couple nights he slept till three or four. 
which is really nice because my alarm goes off at four. So I typically have to wake him up to feed him and then I go to work. Um, so that's nice that he's, that he's doing that. He does go to daycare too, which is uh, new for me because with Sophia and Joe, I brought them to the farm with me for like the first year of life, just because it was kind of easier with like breastfeeding and stuff like that. But I just, I knew I could not do it with Jackson. I did it for uh, like the first two weeks that I went back and he just, he's not, he wasn't like a very easygoing baby, like Sophia and Joe were. Um, so I just knew like in my heart and head that I, I wasn't going to be able to do that again. And we had already planned on him going to daycare when it got colder out. So he just started a little bit early, but I, I honestly have zero regrets about that. Um, you know, I, I love every minute that I spend with them, but I just, it's really hard to focus on doing a good job at work while you're trying to take care of a child as well. And I know, you know, any farm moms out there can attest to that. So zero regrets about that. Um, the challenge slash downside to that is I have to pump at work, which some days I feel like I get nothing done because I'm pumping all the time, but we're kind of getting a routine down slowly, but surely. And yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Um, I'm going to see how long I can do it. I, I don't have like super high expectations of myself. Um, Sophia and Joe, I made it to a year this time around. If I do great, um, if not, that, but you know, my baby's still going to be loved. So, um, yeah, I should have like timed this to see how long this episode actually is going to be. I feel like it's not going to be that long, but, um, that is about it. Um, so I guess I will answer some questions now, which, Hey, I should have had up to begin with. <laughs> Um, okay. Did you find out what you were having? We did um, with all three of them. I am the type of person that I kind of just really need to like be mentally prepared for stuff. I, I mean, we were still surprised at 20 weeks. Um, and I, I don't know, just the thought of like being in labor and then like pushing out a baby and then like being surprised at that all at the same time. It was just, I don't know, it was almost too much for me. So yeah, we found out with all three. Um, tips for getting two kids to a babysitter early AM before work. Well, see, you got to get a job where you leave earlier than your husband (laughs) and then your husband has to get them ready. (laughs) Um, honestly though. Yeah. I, I feed Jackson before I leave in the morning and then, um, Joey gets them up ready to go to school. He drops them off at daycare and school. Um, so I don't really have I don't really have many tips for that. Uh, the few mornings that I've done it, it's, it's chaos. Oh my gosh. I don't know if it's chaos with Joey or if it's just chaos with me because like, I don't do it every single day with them. Um, but I guess I would just try to get in a routine, maybe set out clothes the night before we try to do that with Sophia, just so that, you know, she knows exactly what she's going to wear, um, things like that, but ooh, that is, yeah, it's tough. Um, okay. How is the transition from two to three? Is it easier than one to two? Um, in ways it's easier. Uh, Sophia and Joe are both at good ages where they're kind of self-sufficient. They can kind of get what they want, but at the same time, they also have like 
a higher, uh, I don't know if I want to call it emotional state, but um, I can, you know, I feel guilty sometimes because they know that I'm like feeding Jackson or, you know, that I have to take care of him. But at the same time, I think they might feel a little neglected. So it's, it's a really hard balance. Um, and then, you know, just getting three kids ready to go over two kids is really hard, but I still think the hardest for me was zero to one kids because I didn't really have any experience with kids. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. And so I don't know, like it's, it's, it's a toss up. There's some things that are harder, but also there's some things that are easier just because you kind of know what to expect um, from there. Um, okay. Okay. This is like the third or fourth time I've paused this, but we are back back. I have a couple more questions before I wrap this up. So, okay. Um, another question was what, uh, what was different about your last pregnancy than the others? I also had a question, um, like the biggest difference with each childbirth, which I probably kind of talked about that as I described each childbirth, but, um, the difference in pregnancies, I think a lot of it had to do with experience and knowing what to expect, uh, with Sophia. I obviously it was my first time being pregnant, well, not first time being pregnant, but, you know, first time carrying a, a child to term. And there's just a lot I didn't know. Um, I think I pushed my body a little bit too hard. I know at like 14 weeks, I had to stop feeding calves because I had hurt my back. So I milked the rest of that pregnancy. Um, and then with Joe, I kind of got a little bit smarter. I didn't lift quite as much at the end. Um, there's just certain things I knew, you know, not to do. Um, and I still fed calves the whole time and like by myself, but then with Jackson, that was kind of when we were like, okay, let's bring in some help. Um, that way we have help for when I'm gone that, you know, is well-trained and then at the same time help for me so that I didn't have to, um, necessarily like work as hard. Um, so I think, you know, the biggest thing was just, learning from the past pregnancies, learning what my body did and didn't like, and making sure to, to listen to it. Um, yeah, I guess that would be it. Um, okay. This is totally random, but someone asked my favorite coffee order. Um, I don't really have a, uh, like a certain coffee. I don't get coffee very much anymore. Um, I used to go to Dunkin' a lot, but I don't know. Ever since I had Jackson, I don't think it probably has anything to do with him, but anytime I have coffee from Duncan, I don't feel good afterwards. So I don't, I don't go there anymore, which is probably great for my paycheck or my uh, bank account. Um, if I go to Starbucks, I usually get a refresher, a strawberry acai refresher because they are delicious. Um, but I do like iced coffee and iced, um, mocha lattes. Um, yeah, anything iced and like coffee or chocolate favored is, is good for me. Um, and then last question, how are you? Um, this is kind of a loaded question. I'm, I'm good. Uh, this has definitely been like the hardest postpartum for me. I don't know if it's just, um, like I talked about earlier, you know, the guilt, um, a feeling that I'm like neglecting Sophia and Joe sometimes while dealing with Jackson. And then at the same time, like Jackson's just been a very um, like colicky, fussy, fussy baby. And then obviously that makes you feel like you're doing something wrong. And 
it's just, it's been hard. Um, and then to going back to work, I went back to work a little bit earlier than I would have liked, but, um, it, it's, it had to be done and, um, I'm getting better with that. Now I, I'm getting more of a routine down where I can, um, kind of plan my days a little bit better, know what I need to get done and, and just do it. Um, I'm definitely trying not to work as many hours, which is, it's hard when you're a farmer because there's always stuff to be done. Like you could work a hundred hours a week and still be behind. Um, so I'm really trying to prioritize and, uh, you know, delegate what I can. Um, and I don't know, I, I feel guilty about that too, because I feel like I should be working all these hours, but at the same time, I have a family to think about and I have a husband that I rarely see. Um, so it's just, I don't know. It's hard. <laughs> Life is hard, but it's hard for everyone. So I try not to complain. Uh, we're very blessed with our life. And yeah, we're just taking it one day at a time. Um, so that's really all I got for you guys tonight. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope I didn't ramble too much or like talk too fast because those are two things that I am very good at doing. Uh, so yeah, let me know that I wasn't a complete failure failure tonight. That'd be great. Um, if you are not following our, um, podcast page, we are forward from podcast on both Instagram and Facebook. Um, and then make sure to follow Amber at Cranberry Chats. She just hit 10 K this week. Well overdue Amber. I'm very excited. Um, and then you can follow me at Farming with Hilbies. And yeah. Next week, Amber and I are hopefully getting together to talk about, um, oh gosh, we had a topic. Uh, I think we're going to talk about like getting involved um, in advocacy, like outside of social media, some other things that we're doing besides just like our Instagram and stuff, which I'm really excited about. Um, That should be a fun episode to record because Amber has been killing it at that lately. So I uh, thank you guys for listening and we will catch you next week. Goodbye.